Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Taryn Winterbrill, host of Best Seller TV on C-Suite Radio. On this show, I sit down with leading business authors to find out what makes their books stand out from the crowd. With thousands of new business books and titles being published each year, we try to make it just a little bit easier for you to decide which ones are worth the read. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bestseller TV. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. We're here with David Newman. He is the author of Do It! Exclamation point, speaking, 77 Instant Action Ideas to Market, Monetize, and Maximize Your Expertise. Great to have you with us again. Thank you, Taryn. It's great to be back. Congratulations. It's your second book. We had you on for Do It! Marketing. Now it's speaking. How did you decide to write about speaking this time? Well, I'm glad you asked because <laughs> out of all the different marketing strategies that I wrote about in my first book, Speaking is the ultimate marketing strategy, and it's also the ultimate leadership brand builder and the ultimate one-to-many sales tool. So I took some speaking sections out of the Do It Marketing book, expanded them, blew them up, deep dive, a lot more depth, a lot more detail on how to use speaking to build your C-suite leadership platform Mm -hmm. or build your sales stamina and increase your reach and revenue. Terrific. Is that something you decided on or did you get feedback? Everybody said, hey, you know those tips on speaking? We'd like more. Well, it's something that I decided on because our main business is we now run basically a done-for-you services and coaching company that does this with C-suite leaders and executives and entrepreneurs. No kidding. So tell everybody a little bit about your background. Tell us about the business you run. Sure. So I started out, believe it or not, in theater. Mm -hmm. I do uh, believe it. You you sound like you should be a radio DJ. I always say your voice is, Exactly. So we're we're filming right now in New York City, obviously. Mm -hmm. I did four years of professional theater in New York. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hard to make a living at that. I'm not sure if folks watching might not want to make that a career choice. At the same time, I was teaching at my graduate school just to make ends meet. And a friend of mine says to me, you know, this teaching thing, you're pretty good at that. You could do that for companies, and that's called corporate training. Mm. So that's when I started my corporate training career, wrapped that up in 2002, went out on my own as a speaker, as a consultant, made every mistake in the book. Mm. It was a disaster. I was a jack of all trades, master of none, all over the map. So I wrote this book because this is the book that I needed to read when I was starting out. Got it. And then since then, we worked with hundreds of executives and entrepreneurs to help them build their speaking platform. So when you made that transition from training to corporate speaking, or corporate training rather, what were you training if you you came from teaching? In between that and my current entrepreneurial adventure, I had 10 years of HR consulting, management consulting, IT consulting. So when I went out on my own, I figured... How hard can this be? Mm -hmm. I know how to train. I know how to speak. I know how to consult. And of course, we all know that it's not about doing the work. It's about getting the work. Right. So that's why I was knocking around and making all these crazy mistakes. I did ask you last time, but again, 77, a very specific number. 
Why so? Yes. Well, people love numbers. Mm -hmm. You know, they love 17 tips and 52 ideas. and We like so, enumeration. Exactly, yes. exactly. And the real reason for atomizing this content into 77 little bite-sized pieces is so that it can serve as a random access reference guide. So people might need help with positioning or packaging or messaging or how to do a TED talk or how to you know, run an internal leadership meeting or whatever it might be. They simply fire up the book, go to that particular section, read it, and then they're ready to go right then and there. So think of it as a short shot of espresso right. in 77 espressos specifically to help you grow your platform and expand your reach and revenue with speaking. So this is for someone who is the actual speaker. This isn't for someone who's looking to hire speakers. Correct. Yes. Okay. okay. This is for, so think about a typical conference. Typical conference, we have some kind of opening keynote speaker, sometimes a professional, sometimes a CEO. We have a whole bunch of other speakers in the middle, breakout speakers, concurrent session speakers. And then we have some big rah-rah closing speaker at the end. This book is written for everybody in the middle. Uh -huh. It's for the C-suite leaders, the sales leaders, the brand managers, the product managers, the folks who are serving as the face and the voice of their company and how they can borrow plays from the playbook of the professional speaker to expertize themselves and increase their authority so that they get more leads, better prospects, and bigger sales. Is there a particular order to the 77? Do they, do they connect? It is in sequence. So I do recommend that folks read the book from beginning to end. But then once you've read the entire methodology, because there's a system, mm -hmm. there's a system and a process, probably more so than in the do it marketing book, uh, where it's first you do this, then you do this, then you do this, then you do this. So if you work on everything in the book in order, then you're dialed in to have a successful speaking driven marketing plan, speaking driven sales plan, speaking driven leadership plan. But then that's where the random access starts to kick in. So if you're about to step on stage and do a TED talk, literally, you can turn to those four or five pages in there, do a quick little refresher, boom, you're ready for the TED talk. If you're about to submit something, let's say you're about to submit your CEO or you're the CEO, you're about to submit for a big conference in front of your industry peers and in front of your clients and prospects, how to do the speaker proposal. Dive right into that. The speaker proposal is going to get accepted. You're going to get that gig. You're going to win that slot. So you mentioned, so these are many of the things that you wish you would have known. Oh, yes. You sort of did this blindly without, blindly without books be, like this. Blindly would be generous. Okay. Blindly would be generous. So part of this is school of hard knocks. Part of this is slowly figuring things out. But also part of it is really studying the industry. Mm. So part of my professional journey, I spent a year as a meeting planner and a conference producer myself. And Taryn, that was a very interesting experience. Because, yeah, what's that like? Well, within two weeks of sitting in the buyer's chair, I was looking back at myself as a speaker and say, I would never hire this guy. I would never hire this guy. Interesting. So I could immediately see all the things that I was doing wrong. Okay. When it was my personal reputation on the line of who I'm going to hire, who I'm going to bring in. Right. So from that experience, I was then able to make some pretty significant changes in my own business. Wow. And that's what the inflection point. That was when things started to hockey stick up in a good direction. So if you can just pick a, a couple that sort of resonate the most with you, the biggest mistakes or the biggest stumbling points for you. Oh, my gosh, for sure. Well, the biggest stumbling points for me and for everyone 
is deciding on a specific expertise. One of the most powerful words in marketing, whether you're marketing speaking or products or services or your brand, is decide, right? Decide who you are, decide who you're not. Decide who you are for uh -huh. and decide who you are not for. Okay. Decide who you never want to do business with. All right. Who's not a fit? Who is basically allergic to what you do and what you stand for? Because as soon as you have that definition, now you're able to stand out from the crowd. You're no longer middle of the road, plain vanilla, what I call a same old lame old expert. Right. No distinction, no differentiation. Generic, yeah. You sound alike, look alike, just like all the competition. So the experts today who win more business are the experts who win more attention. And one of the best ways to win attention is to actually have an executive speaking strategy for your corporate executives, or if you're an entrepreneur, to have an entrepreneurial speaking strategy for yourself to elevate and escalate yourself above the crowd. Okay. So I'll ask again. So then who are you? What is your expertise? Well, my expertise is in helping executives and entrepreneurs do exactly this, which is to build a speaking driven platform, okay. uh, a platform around their expertise so that not only can they monetize speaking and get paid professional speaking fees if they want to, but more often than not, they want to use speaking as a lead generator. So every time they go to a conference, every time mm -hmm. they go to a trade show, every time they go to an industry event, they want to bring home the bacon. They want to come home with more leads, more appointments, more demos, mm. more meetings, more strategic partnerships, whatever it is. When they come home empty handed, too many executives don't know what went wrong. They don't know what to fix and they don't know how to do better next time. So with this book and of course our training and mentoring and other programs that we offer, we are going to help them fix that problem so that every event that they send an executive to has massive return on investment. C-Suite Radio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So this is for the C-suite executive or an entrepreneur? Yes. Okay. And you know, you mentioned TED Talks, David, how the TED Talks craze has changed business conferences. That's yes. uh, tenant number 62. Yes, <laughs> it is. How has it changed the business? Well, I think even the title of that subsection might give a clue about how I feel about this. The TED Talks craze. It is a craze. The TED yeah. Talks craze. So I think we have to understand that TED Talks have definitely influenced the culture. But that is only one format. That is only one venue. These 18-minute talks are not the be-all, end-all of the speaking industry. All the conference producers and association executives and meeting planners I talk to, they say, well, we're paying more attention to the short talk format, but there's still a place for the deep dive keynote, for the deep dive seminar, for the deep dive training session. Okay. So I think people that just put the TED Talk blinders on and say, every time I stand up, it's 18 minutes. It's 18 minutes or nothing. Uh, they're missing the boat. So do you need to be more concise 
in today's attention-starved economy? You do. Do you need to be sharper and shorter in your messaging? You do. But that doesn't mean that you're limited to that 18-minute cage, so to speak, and that that's, you know, that's the format right. of the future. It's really well, not. That's good to know. It's not one size fits all. There's, right. I like the titles of, of each rule are very, uh, very clever. Um, salt and pepper your fee. Yes. Uh, they grab you. Uh, can you put a number on it? Be willing to walk away. Really? And <laughs> really is in there. Yes. Um, 77 is seven things smart speakers do daily. I like the alliteration once again. Can you give us a couple? Sure. I think we're we're always looking for opportunities mm -hmm. daily. Right. So whether you're working in a corporation, whether you're working for yourself, doing an opportunity scan is really, really important. So figure out where are your highest probability clients, customers, and prospects. Figure out what events, conferences, and associations they belong to. Mm-hmm. And this could be local. This could be local. It could be regional. It could be national. For some people, it could be global. But figure out where are your folks already meeting so that you can fish where the fish are. Okay. And I think that opportunity scan, you know, rather than say, well, I'm going to show up at our industry conference once a year because I have to, because all of our competitors are going to be there, figure out where can you be the only person that does what you do and you're in front of an audience of high probability prospects because those audiences are going to pay off. And what about what what did you mean by salt and pepper your fee add spice? Well, to your life, this is or? one of my favorite exercises mm -hmm. actually and this is what our, our clients remember the most. So, if you do want to get paid as a professional speaker or as even a C-suite executive who's happy to take a speaking fee, mm -hmm. sometimes these numbers seem astronomical. Right. $10,000, $15,000, and people say, oh my gosh, for an hour? Right. I'm making $7,500 an hour? And of course, they're making $7,500 for their entire lifetime of experience. But here's what I do. Yeah. I say, if you want to get comfortable with whatever that number is, let's say it's $7,500, go to your kitchen counter, take out your salt shaker and your pepper mill and a post-it note. On the post-it note, write $7,500 if that's your fee. I want you to sit down at your kitchen counter, point to the salt, and say, that's salt. Point to the pepper, say, that's pepper. Point to the post-it note and say, and my fee is $7,500. And then just start going around, Robin. That's the pepper. My fee is $7,500. That's the salt. That's the salt. $7,500. That's the pepper. Because guess what? The salt is always going to be the salt. Yeah. It's not going to wake up one day and say, you know what? I feel like paprika. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I feel like cumin. The salt is the salt is the salt. And the pepper is the pepper. And your fee is your fee is your fee. So get used to saying it as a matter of course. As a matter of fact, right? Because your fee should never be a catastrophe to you when you have to present it to a meeting planner or a prospective a buyer. A catastrophe. A catastrophe. Oh, I'm going to use that. Can I use that? <laughs> sure. I love that. Catastrophe. <laughs> catastrophe. But for someone who's just starting out, though, how does the fee the fee scale work or the, the pay scale? You know, How can you be so matter-of-fact if you're still building your brand? Fantastic question. What I recommend speakers at any level is do a competitive scan. Find other speakers, other experts, other consultants, other executives that are at your level in your industry and look around and see what they're charging. Now, sometimes you can tell, sometimes you can't. But if you go to a speaker's website or a consultant's website or a coach's website, sometimes they will have fees listed right there. Mm -hmm. Sometimes a speaker's bureau 
will represent a C-suite executive. Sometimes a speaker's bureau will represent a business book right. author. And speaker's bureau websites have the fee listed right there in black and white. Taryn, I can't tell you how many times we've worked with either early stage executive speakers or entrepreneurial speakers, uh, even mid-career. They do this competitive scan and they say, oh my goodness, I've been charging way less than the competition. Mm. Now the problem is that your pricing can undermine your positioning. Okay. Because if they see you as too cheap, then the question becomes, well now wait a minute, how good can she be? Right. It's like all these people are at this level, she's coming in at this level, I think we have a problem. Mm -hmm. So never undermine your positioning with a fee that's too low, that's the danger. But somehow it worked for the dollar store, right? <laughs> For the dollar store, yes. For you and me, probably Pro not. Probably not. People still go and they're busy. I they happen do. to see a, a news piece. Well, remember, on it. so but let's talk about that. Right. Uh, my analogy with that is in the book is about Walmart, mm -hmm. and that you know you don't want to be the Walmart speaker. So there can only be one Walmart, which is the low price competitor. You can't out Walmart Walmart. You mm -hmm. can't be cheaper than the cheapest. So that's just a race to the bottom. What you want to do is establish your visibility and your credibility so that you are now attracting premium clients who are not only able to pay your fee, not only willing to pay your fee, but they're expecting right. to pay your fee. So premium fees attract premium clients. Right. And for the folks that are struggling perhaps in a speaking driven mode, when they say, oh man, I, you know, I can't get $2,500, I can't get $3,500, my immediate advice to them is to increase their fee. Because when you price yourself out of that Walmart market, that's when you start to price yourself into the premium market. So finally, David, do you still speak about speaking? I do. So you speak I about do. this. Absolutely. Who are you speaking to when you speak about speaking? Mostly it's professional services firms. Okay. So what I call folks who are marketing their smarts. So real estate, insurance, uh, chiropractic, um, accounting, ah. consulting, what I call thought leading professionals. Wonderful. So, you know, people who might be a frontline construction worker probably don't need this strategy. People who are running a small family restaurant probably don't need this strategy. But certainly every thought leading executive and every thought leading entrepreneur who wants to stand out from the crowd should be using an executive speaking strategy as a central part of their lead generation and their positioning in the marketplace. Right. Well, it's so insightful and user-friendly. Is there another do it to come? I think there is. I think I'll be back. This probably won't be for a couple of years. Okay. But the the third book in the series is, uh, it's sort of under wraps. And can I give you a little Okay, I won't tell anybody. Surprise. Okay. Do it success. Ah, excellent. Very so that intriguing. Is a little success strategy book about how to do better in business and in life. Wonderful. Well, we cannot wait. Hurry up. Thank you. I'll work on it. <laughs> Great to see you again, David. Thanks for being here. Congratulations you, on the Thank second book. Thank you so much. If you'd like more information on the book, just check out our website, csweetbookclub.com. That's c-sweetbookclub.com. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time right here on Bestseller TV. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.